Mindener to the two nerds, Sports Zone with John and Mike. Uh, we have reached the conclusion of the fantasy football season, but that does not mean we are done with our show. We're going to keep going as the season goes on in the off season and the playoffs. We're going to keep talking about matchups, uh, predictions, and all sorts of that type of thing. With that being said, John's already in the room with me. Uh, today we're going to actually go. We're going to jump into some subjects that are a little sensitive. Um, once we finish. Uh, re- recapping our seasons of how everything went, you know, the successes, the the strengths, the weaknesses that you had in your rosters. You'll have to excuse my voice. I'm very sick at the time. Um, I am COVID negative, flu A negative, and flu B negative, though. So uh, probably just a bad sinus infection. So my apologies if it's hard to listen to for all our podcast listeners out there. Um, with that being said, today... We're going to be talking about the strengths and weaknesses of our teams, how the successes that we had, <clears throat> the big story right now of Antonio Brown uh, versus uh, Bruce Arians, so AB versus BA, and the New York Jets game with the Buccaneers and him leaving the field, and what this means for his career, um, and what just what it looks like. Uh, we're also going to be discussing the Cincinnati Bengals offense and how they've erupted in the second half of the season, and you know... Any Jamar Chase owner out there that had him, congratulations on your championship. There's no way you should have lost. Um, and then we're going to transition into the Washington football team as there's leaks coming out that they do have a new name as of February 2nd. And then uh, we're going to finish recapping the Vikings and Chargers seasons as a whole, even though the Vikings are done for me, but also the as of this week after week 18, and then the Chargers, uh, John's going to cover those guys. Um, and then the last thing we're going to cover is the Colts. Uh, we're going to end on a positive note, uh, really kind of discuss this Colts team and like how it's changed and how they're, they're now kind of a scary team to play in the playoffs with Jonathan Taylor healthy, uh, tearing it up as he's been all year. Carson Wentz is playing good football. Um, the receiving game is being there when it needs to be. So we're going to talk about all that as we get going. Um, with that being said, let's just kind of catch up. So, John, what have you been doing the last month? We obviously we haven't been able to like record or do an episode yeah. because we've just been busy out of our minds. What have you been up to, uh, and uh, how was your New Year's and Christmas? Man, New Year's and Christmas were good. You know, just trying to dodge dodge the sickness. <laughs> Everyone in the in the area is just dropping like flies, getting sick. People at work just dropping. So you know, we're doing our due diligence and trying to stay healthy. Um, Let's see, Christmas is great. New Year's is great. Kept it, kept it inside. Didn't go too crazy, too crazy. Ate really good. Uh, spent family time. A lot of good family time. What did you uh, eat? Let's see. We had some roast beef. We had some like like fresh roasts. Um, we got some good good baked goods. So many baked goods. Like there was not a time where. I was craving a dessert because there were so many desserts just readily available. Um, I don't think for the whole month of December. Not like I was like ever wanting. Hey, you guys <laughs> want to get dessert? No, <laughs> always dessert around. You just had all that. You had all. You had all of it right there for you. So now we're working out. You know, we're trying to get back into it because we put on some of that winter weight. You know, <laughs> just time to shed some off. <clears throat> yeah, I feel that. Um, for me. Uh, we had a really good Christmas. We went back to my aunt's house for the 
my aunt and uncle's house, uh, my, my late aunt, um, for the first time in probably like nine, ten years. Um, we didn't do like a major gift exchange. Like we normally draw names in a hat type thing. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun to uh, be back with family and reminisce and then see all the changes that uh, my uncle's made to the house as time has gone on. So it was really, it was really pleasant. Uh, we all had some sweet moments, so that was nice. New Year's, um, I did have to work all weekend. Nothing too crazy happened, you know, given I worked for the ambulance. So yeah. it was like nothing super bizarre, but uh, busy, needless to say, uh, during the bar hours. So, um, but otherwise, uh, fantasy football was the focus, uh, for me, uh, oh, when I, when I wasn't with my family. So <clears throat> let's kind of talk about how, how our fantasy seasons were, you know, where, where you felt you were strong, where you were weak. So I'll let you go first, John, while I kind of catch my breath, um, get my voice back here for a minute. All right. Well. Which one do you want? Almost. Let's do. Uh, let's do our. Why don't you just recap how things went for you? I mean, overall, I think this year was a real success. I think five out of five uh, teams that I played on, we all made the playoffs. Um, did it's whether or not that I survived the playoffs was the hard part. Balancing those teams um, with with losses. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it was tough. It was a learning experience. Uh, it was learning to balance, but it was. Um, I can say I've won one out of five proudly. Two, potentially, there's still a Week 18 matchup. We don't need to get into that because Week 18 is terrible. Yeah, I don't really care about it either. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much what's, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I dealt with. I mean, like I said, five out of five making the playoffs. I think some key key factors were there were, were my wide receivers. I could definitely say in our in our Dynasty League, my weakest point was um, was running backs. I had stud running backs, but you know I had some go down to season-ending injuries. Um, I did draft for the future. I also have Travis Etienne just sitting on the back burner, ready for next year. Uh, I going into next season, I have the max amount of running backs you can have, um, and they're all starters necessarily on my fantasy squad, but they're all starters in the NFL at this moment. Whether that that true, whether that's true to be told by next season, we'll find out. I would say I agree with you on pretty much everything. Um, I was in six leagues this year. Uh, from the Yahoo League, which congratulations to Ari, she she won her first year, um, and I felt bad when she lost last year in the playoffs actually, because she was the number one seed going in. I would say, what's up, Callista? How are you? Um, so she she uh, got put in the championship matchup, and she wasn't supposed to have a shot in the dark at winning that week. And just some things happened in week 17, and, um, you know, she ended up pulling out the win. So she won her first one. Uh, so it was really exciting to see as she was the number one seed going into the playoffs again this year. Um so I was happy to see her, and she stopped the old Philly from uh, doing that back-to-back repeat. That's so tough to do in fantasy that we all know when you win one, it's tough to win two in a row. It's tough to get in the playoffs, let alone. So um, so that was kind of cool and exciting for to see my friend's wife uh, win that 
um, that league. And then going into the big boy league, I won that by point one two points. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so I was a champion in that league. And then I won in our our losers league with Ed and all the bo- and all the boys and uh, all the boys and girls in that league. Uh-huh. Um, I won that league, and I shouldn't have won that one. Uh, Dallas' was, defense just so kind of showed up. I was wildly close. It was like, I think it was a two point difference. Yeah. Uh, that came down to me and John in the championship, so that was really fun. I yeah, I was really excited that me and you were going to get to play each other in there. And it ended with Big Ben, huh? And Big yeah. Ben, he like sealed both of our fates. Uh, <laughs> that's just what it was gonna be, you know. Like Big that's Ben's the ultimate way to go out, though. Come on, the same game, I two mean, wide receivers. It, that's yeah, fun. in the, the or crazy, a tight end. Yeah. yeah, tight end on your end. I had I had uh, Ray Ray McLeod. And the, 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 the crazy fun thing about it was we were like, we were, me and John were texting each other the night before. We we're like, well, best, may the best man win. And uh, this is just how it's going to be. You know, our fate comes down to Big Ben's last game at home. And it, no other leagues are going to be able to say that, which is exciting and fun because Big Ben's last game at home, like, I got, I got a wide receiver, you got a tight end, and it's going to come down to the wire. And it sure did. It was a two point difference. So. <clears throat> I am I am sick, Callisto. I I'm COVID negative, flu A and B negative, but I don't feel very good. But I wanted to get this episode in because I've been missing John and missing recording. So, um, appreciate him being here. Let's go, Dubs, uh, big Dubs. <laughs> um, going into uh, some of the other leagues, um, good finishes. Uh, just kind of. Mediocre, but I will say out of six leagues, I locked four playoff spots, and I won two championships. So I let's complain. go. And that's that. You know, that's a that means I won a third of the leagues I was in this year. So I was excited about it. Um, and looking at how some uh, so how some of the other leagues were, I'm really considering changing the two week playoff format in our streamer league to the the first round by uh, the semifinals and then the championship. So yeah, but uh. I'd say my strengths for my team. Um, in talk most about your them, dynasty. Talk, talk about your dynasty. Yeah, that that was that was the most fun I had this year. Yeah. So John crushed it in dynasty before I even go farther, um, and he just had a tough break uh, going into the championship, and that's just kind of how fantasy goes. Yeah, I lost. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe eleven and two? You you only lose twice, maybe three times, and doesn't matter your record. You lose. <laughs> I, I honestly felt so bad watching that matchup from, like, I, man, I felt for you. That was tough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, Dynasty for me was tough this year. Um, my team really started rolling, though, in the end stages of it. I would say the strengths of most of my teams with IDPs or just defenses were my defense. My defense really came in clutch in a lot of senses to help me pull off those last minute wins. Um and that just shows you what what it takes in those leagues with a defense or especially IDP leagues too. And then I would say uh strength at wide receiver this year for me was big. I've never had that in a season where I've always kind of struggled at wide receiver. Yeah. <clears throat> but this year I did really well in my drafts and then just maintaining keeping um, active pl- active players and 
those plug and play matchups so that that kind of worked out. So I felt good about like my instincts on my wide receivers has gone up. Um, my weaknesses, uh, definitely running back. Um, running back was a dime a dozen this year, and when they kept going down with like these big injuries and being out for long amounts of time, maybe even for the season, um, to to have success in a fantasy league when you're when your running backs drop like that. So hard. It, uh, it's hard, you, especially when the waiver wire starts as the season goes on and it's happening later in the yeah. year. It's thin. It's thin. There's not much, and you're you're becoming the guy that just like streams a guy every week because. Do I take the six or do I take there. the seven points? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're taking what you can get. So I would say that was my weakness. But like, what do you did you cover yours? Like, what did you think your strength and your weakness mainly were, John? So in dynasty, definitely uh, wide. <sighs> There was in one team I had a three-headed dragon. Just put it this way: a three-headed dragon at wide receiver. We took, we can't lose. I had Debo Samuel, oh, I had insane. Justin Justin Jefferson, and I had what? Cooper Cup. Oh, like, what do you want me to do? And that, I mean, How yes, that, that that is. I mean, I won. I won that league <laughs> for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I saw that league, I think I would have just. Set my lineup and forgot about it and been like, well, I'm going to lose. Okay. <laughs> the weakest part, though, was running back. I, it came, my last week came down to Ronald Jones and, and what, Jarrett Patterson? Come <laughs> yeah. on. You, did, you, did you plug Jarrett Patterson? Yes. So yes. did I. So did yeah, I. Beat me. <laughs> but that was tough. <laughs> like, but I had a three head. Oh, and then tight end, Mark Andrews, who late in the season, just golden child. <laughs> I looked at um, your roster, our matchup, and I was like, "I'm never gonna win this. There's no way." Like with, because you had such a good roster, um, ranging from, you know, Austin Eckler to, to yes, Cup to like, ESPN. I, I was like, I don't got a chance. And it then, was... I think I don't know who it was on your team, but somebody just tanked, and someone tanked. It put you in like a. Put me in a tough spot. It put you in a really tough, like, like three point lead going into the night, and that's the that's the that's the league where it came down to Ben Roethlisberger with, uh, you know, I think Melvin Gordon shit the bed. Melvin yeah. Gordon shit the bed. And that's just it's tough when it's like that, you know, like you. Edie Lamb shit the bed. Sometimes it just happens. It just you can't do a darn thing about it, you know. It um, happens. Speaking of things that we uh that we can't do really much about right now other than hope and wait for results on is if for those people out there that didn't see the jets and buccaneers game a lot of shenanigans kind of happened um this is going to be kind of a longer topic of the day probably because there's a whole lot to cover here i mean me and john want to do the due dil the due diligence of covering it correctly and not you know putting dirt in anyone's eye we're we're going to cover the information that's been out on it so far and what we know at this point um, from what media outlets are putting out there. So, and so if you were watching, you saw that Antonio Brown during the Jets and Buccaneers game um, became very upset. And at the time of the game, all we saw was he was upset. He was throwing his pads off. Um, you're, you're in New York. It's cold at this point in time of the year. Um, he took his shirt off. He threw it into the stands with his gloves. Mike Evans and some of the other guys were trying to calm him down on the sideline. Um, you saw that little uh, like point to off the field from Bruce Arians. 
So a whole lot mm. happened here. And during the game, it was kind of like – it was wild because Tom Brady and the offense were on the field on a third down. It was still – like the offense was still on the field for the Buccaneers. So it really made no sense. That's what was going on. He gave – peace signs uh he ran onto the field well as you can see in that picture that there's an offense and a defense on the field still uh he ran through the tunnel and uh doing jumping jacks in the end zone and then within like three hours he went on his instagram and released a rap single and then i think he was at a basketball game within 12 hours the evening that evening yeah that evening yeah that evening he's at a basketball game for the nba um so there's a lot to cover here um i'm going to cover the antonio brown side of it uh and we're going to go in a timeline order of how this kind of went down so obviously we've covered what happened during the game so then after the game happened Bruce Arians was asked about Antonio Brown, and it was stated that he's no longer a Buccaneer. No longer. Um, so then, but the confusion with all this was that Antonio Brown was still on the roster up until today. So there's a whole lot of confusion. Um, Antonio Brown released some text messages after the game, and it was an Instagram post, actually. He said, first of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive, helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties, and I will always appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. I made mistakes. I'm working on myself and have positive influences around me, but no one... But but one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field. No one can accuse me of not giving it my all on every play. Because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up the staff, injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using, and I gave it all for my team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my broken ankle, or I, I cannot use my ankle to safely perform playing um, on every play. Because of my commitment to the game, sorry guys, it's tough when you have to kind of cut and edit here. Um, on top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach came up to me, very upset, shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told you. I told him it's my ankle. But he knew that. It was well documented, and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done. While he ran his finger across his throat, coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, I was done with the Bucks. Um, he goes on to say I know we were losing to the Jets and that was frustrating for all of us but I could not make football plays on that ankle yes I walked off the field but there's a major difference between being able to launch between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind 
I'm reflecting on my reaction, but there was but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledged my past, but my past does not make me second. Make, does not my past does not make me a second class citizen. My past does not make does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. First, they cut me. Now they cage me. Instead of asking how I felt or getting to the bottom of it, the team texted my camp promoting a totally false narrative that I randomly acted out without promoting a totally false narrative. Without any explanation. They even told us in writing, don't spin this any other way. I have stress. <clears throat> I have things I need to work on. But the worst part of this has been the, has, has been the Bucks' repeated effort to portray this as a random outburst. They are telling people that when I first walked off, They are telling people that the fir- that <clears throat> first I walked off, then I was cut. No, no, no. I was cut first, and then I went home. They threw me out like an animal, and I refused to wear the brand on my body, so I took my jersey off. As part of the ongoing cover-up, they are acting like I wasn't cut and now demanding that I see a doctor of their choice to examine my ankle. What they did not know until now is that on Monday morning I had an urgent MRI done on my ankle. It shows broken bone fragments stuck in my ankle. The, lig- the ligament torn from the bone and cartilage loss. What are beyond painful, <coughs> which are beyond painful, you can see the bone bulging from the outside. Jeez. But that must, that must and can be repaired. The MRI has been read by two orthopedic surgeons in New York City, including Dr. Martin O'Malley at Hospital for Special Surgery, not realizing that I had already scheduled surgery at HSS The Bucks. Um, <clears throat> um, the Bucks ordered me under penalty of a discipline, and within a few hours, noticed to show up a more junior doctor at HSS for another opinion. What a joke. They're playing like I wasn't cut, giving me a surprise attack order to show up to another doctor with no reasonable notice and setting this whole thing up as a basis to cut me. Because what they did on Sunday was not legitimate, sorry, GM, I already received a confirming opinion from the top doc at the hospital you ordered me to go to. I love wow. the Bucks fans. I really do. I love my teammates and, I, and everyone who showed me grace and believed in me. I gave the Bucks everything I had on the field. What the organization is doing now needs to get cleaned up. I do not understand how people publicly claiming to be concerned about my mental health can do. That's pretty much the end of it. <coughs> He's just saying thank you to the fans. So this comes out. And the Buccaneers as a team uh, released... A notice that I do have here. <laughs> Sorry if I'm sniffling. The Buccaneers put out a, released a statement today saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have terminated the contract of Antonio Brown effective immediately while Antonio did receive treatment on his ankle and was listed on the injury report, the week leading up to last Sunday's game, he was cleared to play by our medical team prior to the start of the game, and at no point during the game did he indicate to our medical personnel that he could not play. 
We have attempted multiple times throughout this week to schedule an evaluation by an outside orthopedic specialist, yet Antonio has not complied. Maintaining the health and wellness of our players is the utmost important to is the utmost important to our organization. So that's that's what I have on my end with Antonio Brown and me and John were watching a lot of press coverage of this um, through different media sources. Mm-hmm. And we, John and I sat down and we watched a little bit of the Bruce Arians um, press conference. So I'm going to hand it over to John, and John's going to cover what Bruce Arians has said on the end of it. All right, so basically what, what did Bruce say is um... – Dang, dude. All that, in fact, you just dropped on me. Like, I, <laughs> I, can, me I can help you like, out if you need. Yeah, help me out. Like, just recall it. <clears throat> I just so, so, Bruce Arians was in a, in a press conference today talking about it. And what he was asked about the whole situation. And he reiterated to the media that there is a protocol standard that NFL players follow. <clears throat> and at some point in time, Antonio Brown never never uh, succeeded in showing that his ankle was hurt during the game. He actually appeared to be more frustrated that his oh, offensive dude. set, they weren't getting the ball to him. So I'll, I'll hand the rest to you there. Yeah, so there he goes. Oh, coach, uh, get in there. Why not? He's not passing. I'm not getting the ball. So Antonio Brown is, is upset that you're not getting the ball. Instantly, as a coach, you're upset because you're not getting the ball. Get out of here. We don't have no place for that. At least that's the mentality. I don't know. I'm familiar with Bruce Arians or any not in a playoff push. Any quality head coach is like it's like that. If you're upset about your stats and your numbers, you're not here for the team. We don't have no place for that. And I get that. I get that coming from uh, head coach Bruce Arians. And. If he's really concerned about his number, or now he's saying that his ankle was hurt, but look at the commotion he caused walking off the field with his arms waving around. Like, it just, it doesn't look good. And I think we both agreed that Antonio Brown needs to get some help. I've thought, and I mean, Tom Brady even said in his press conference after the game that if Antonio Brown needs help, that he hopes he gets it. I mean, you got to think about that from Tom Brady's aspect where he's really put this guy on his back, uh, let him live with him, kind of tried to clean his name up because he knows how good of a wide receiver he is and, yeah. bring him, and bring him back to the forefront of being a really top wide receiver in the game. And I, I feel bad for Tom Brady in a lot of this because he's done a lot for this guy to try and help him. And having experienced things like this in the past, which I've actually made up with some of these people, um, when people try to like smear your name unintentionally, it's hard because like you try it, it's a hard thing to deal with when you stand up and you vouch for somebody enough times. I, th- I think Tom not backing him on this also was huge and like being like, Hey, I hope he gets help, but that's not Tom saying I want him back on the team, you know? We have a job to go do. We got we got a game to go win, and they at the time, you know, of all times, they were losing to the New York Jets. You got and, and they're trying to make a playoff push. 
um, I've always felt he was different after his hit from Vontae's perfect in that Cincinnati game with the Steelers. I think that Antonio Brown, it's I think for me it's safe to say he has some major CTE issues that he should probably get evaluated while he's alive and not dead. Um, I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver, and he's one of the best talents I've seen growing up. But this is an outburst. I mean, you literally made yourself look like an asshole by throwing your pads off and doing all these things, um, you know, throwing your, your clothes into the stands. Like, I mean, it's just not a good look. And the offense is on the field, man. They're, your team's trying to, like, focus. I mean, Mike Evans even pulled him aside in the sideline and tried calling him down, calming him down. <clears throat> and even Bruce Arians said, you can't force a player to play when they're hurt because it's their body, it's their choice. He said, I'm never going to force a player to go out and play. And right. he even noted that A.B. and uh, Mike Evans were both on pitch counts. Um, because they're trying to make the playoffs, and the Bucks are a dangerous team in the playoffs if they make it, um, or when they make it, you know. So if this team can be healthy going in, they're on pitch counts. Now, there was an argument, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this or not, John, but there was an argument saying that there was three incentives that would have gotten Antonio Brown an extra million dollars. If, if, I think if he had like eight more receptions on the year, one touchdown. Uh, a touchdown and like 50, 50 or 60 more yards or something crazy. Right. All all doable in one game. And that's all they had to do. And people were saying, oh, well, like outside people were saying, oh, well, it was the Bucks not wanting to pay him that million dollars. I'm sorry. Do you think the Buccaneers, a multi-million, billion-dollar organization, is worried about a million dollars? that they're going to have to pay out to one of their players for the incentives of a contract that they offered him? No, that's not the case. Antonio Brown is, in my opinion, wrong on what he did here. And uh, I don't think he's going to get signed by anybody. I don't think, I think any I don't think any team wants anything to do with this guy. What do you think about that? I don't think he plays. I, I don't like <clears> that guy. <throat> you quit on your team, bro. You quit on Tom Brady more In the third quarter. In the third quarter of a team that in on a game they ended up winning, like yeah, they won. You in a quit, you quarter. quit. Last second touchdown in the fourth quarter, they won, and you quit on your team. Quit on Tom Brady is what the NFL sees. Like no, no, you don't do that. I, don't, I just you don't quit. You don't quit. You don't quit on your team. I just I don't know. Speaking of not quitting though, since we've officially covered that subject. Let's talk about someone that a team that hasn't quit, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. If Robbie were here, he'd be freaking out because this has been like his second favorite team of the year. Favorite team of the Bengals, Joey B, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Like this team is wildly talented, and their offense has erupted in big ways. Whether it's the running game with Joe Mixon, the passing game between Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Uzuma uh, at tight end and uh, I'm missing someone but you'll have to correct me on it but they're really good this year uh, they clinched to the AFC North um, <clears throat> they're playoff bound what do you think about this team John I like what are your thoughts 
talented. I think they're talented, but at the same time, they're they're human. They rise to the occasion, but they fall hard at the same time. I love them. Don't get me wrong. Joey B's awesome. Jamar Chase is unstoppable. I think they're great. But I saw what my team did to them, and I was just like, they embarrassed them. They embarrassed the Bengals. Um, I mean, they can rise to the – I'm impressed with what they did to Kansas City. I'm impressed with what they did to Kansas City. Callisto said they just got me – they helped get me to the Super Bowl. You're right. You're, You're right. right. You're right. You agree. Um, and Landon said, uh, "Go ahead." Talented, nonetheless, definitely a threat for the future. They won the North. They're a good team, but at the same time, they're a young team, and young teams can get caught off can get caught off guard. Very true. I'm, my team's guilty of it of more than one occasion. Joey B, not so bad. They have it's a young team though. Um, I think. That they're a dangerous team if they can like keep their eye on the prize going into the playoffs. Um, I think they're a team that like if this offense stays rolling, um, dangerous. You don't want to, you don't want to play against them. Now if they have that off week where we've seen Cincinnati not do much in a week, I mean then that then that's the team that you want to play. So I think it's an identity thing that they're going to have to figure out with the Bengals. It's it's tough because like they are very very good. But, like, I'm not going to say <clears throat> off of, like, two, three weeks of outstanding performances from this offense, I'm not going to say that this is going to be a playoff, like, winner, you know, a for sure lock in the Super Bowl. I think that the AFC is actually pretty, still pretty wide open. Um, needless to say, that's my thought on it. But um, I do think this the sustainability of this team is there if they want to uh, do big things, but they got to keep their eye on the prize 100%. Um, otherwise, you know, just one bad game, you know, we're, we're in playoff football after, after this week, you know, you have one bad game, you're out, you're gone, it's done, season's over. It doesn't matter. It's just the same thing with fantasy football that we talked about. <clears throat> um, you know, your, your, your record doesn't matter anymore. Like you lose one week, you're out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the Bengals are – they're going to be a fun team to watch in the playoffs if they keep playing like this. But yeah. it's it's can they keep playing at this level? That's my so, question in my head. I want, to, I want to ask you who had the better rookie season, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? Got him. I'm going to say Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had a better rookie season? <clears throat> well, he played, he played every game. Justin Jefferson didn't. Right. So I think oh big brain it is a big brain stat. I didn't I didn't I, I you're right he didn't play the first two games um yeah I I would say Jamar Chase but like you know the the fun part about that conversation is that Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are so similar like they're so good you know and that's like, nice that's a nice comparison right hey yeah I got one of those on my team too they're just studs you know like they those guys are. They're beating some vets out in the out in the the backfields of these of these teams against the cornerbacks and defensive backs. It's like they're playing like grown men and they're just rookies, you know. They're so Making young. And that's why like guys like Richard Sherman and all them are like, Hey, these are these are these guys are dudes. Like 
They're not just anybody, you know. Um, <clears throat> speaking of not just being anybody anymore, let's transition over to kind of an exciting announcement if you don't like the team name. The Washington football team. Um, they've officially announced that as of, Febu- as of February 2nd, they do have a release date for the team name. Um, the football team is to change their name as of February 2nd. The Washington f- football team says it will announce its new nickname. Um, Co-CEO Tanya Snyder confirmed the final candidates are Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Red Hawks, Commanders, Red Wolves, Defenders, and football team. <laughs> on Adam Schefter's podcast. Um, do you want this team name to change? Do you do you want them to be the Washington football team? Or, like, of those names, like, what do you think kind of hits that mark for you? Oh, man, I really don't care about their name. <laughs> the Washington football team is cool with me, man. I, I, I wreck with it. But it's going to change. I don't think it's – I don't think it's going to – be what I think it is, which I don't think it's gonna be. I like the football team name. <clears throat> I actually like it. Washington football team. Um, but no, they're gonna get something. Doesn't matter what their name is. I know it's uh, no, it's gonna be a shitty division. <laughs> so I can count on that. Um, I think if they pick a name like they are, I I would like them to be like the Admirals. Is pretty sweet. Or the Red Wolves. Um, I just, I, cool. I, I really think, like, they got to go with Red Wolves, man. That is a sweet name. I saw something crazy dumb where they were like, oh, well, the name is being announced on Groundhog Day. And I love, I love that guy's channel, by the way. It's that, the Joey Wright. Like, I like him a lot. He's on Sports Me a lot, too. Um, and he was, like, just biting onto that conspiracy of, would the Washington football team call themselves the Groundhogs? My God, if they if that was the name, no, it, I can't. If you named your team the Washington Groundhogs, I'm out. Like I'm going to a different fan base. What's up, Light? How oh, are Light? you? Um, yeah. So for me, it's like, ugh, like don't call your team the Groundhogs. Are we really gonna do this? You know. Uh, so for me, it's like the Red Wolves. I just think there's something about that, that Red Wolves, where it's like I can't give a wolf howl right now because my voice hurts, but <clears throat> if I could, I would. Yeah, um, exactly. But, you know, the cool thing about that is, like, I feel like as fans, you can do so many fun things out in the stands, like with the the concept of being the Washington Red Wolves, like, like just like the wolf pack, you know? Like there's, <laughs> there's so uh, many. Yeah, you know, we don't have a wolf team. There's so many cool things that you could do with that. So I'm gonna be forever disappointed the rest of my life if they don't if they don't change their team name to the Washington Red Wolves. <laughs> that, that's that's where I'm at. But like, I mean, do you got do you out of all those? I gotta ask, which one do you like the most? Um. Yeah, I'm cool with the Red Wolves too. I was, was the other one like Apaches. Uh, that's kind of like the Admirals. The Admirals. The, the Presidents. Commander presidents that's kind of whack yeah I, I, I don't like that one either that's kind of whack <laughs> I don't like that one either. Yeah. our armada the atlantan said armada was one of them armada's kind of cool armada's kind of cool actually yeah but what is 
I mean, what's your logo gonna look like? It's gonna be your... like the Browns, just like some dumb bulldog as your some helmet, as your some or, helmet. like your a helmet as your team mascot. Like, what is this? Like, what's a brown? I mean, you can't you can't put like some guy dressed up as a tur- as a turd on the field. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I I I gotta go Red Wolves. That's where I'm at with it. Red Wolves just sounds nice. I like your idea. It's good for the. I want a wolf. <laughs> How about a wolf? I want a wolf. Shit, that actually feel good. Um, so let's kind of transition to nearly nearing the end of the podcast. Um, it's been a long season, and we we both have a lot of thoughts about our teams. Um, so. I'm gonna let you go first, Sean. You talk talk to us about how you feel about the Los Angeles Chargers, where they were last year, where they're at now. Um, kind of right. kind of like what your thoughts are on this team currently. All right, let's make it. You know, let's not make this too lengthy because I know it's not everyone's favorite flavor of tea. But you know, Chargers, we we're doing solid. You know, we got a new head coach with Brandon Staley. Uh, defensive guru he has a lot of potential he got criticized for his fourth and going for it on um throughout all season people have been knocking on him and guess what it's not a a flavor i'm accustomed to but i like the approach he's gonna go for the win. why go why you're gonna go for the win and i'm cool with that we have the talent to do it we have the chemistry to do it um everyone's fighting for each other on this team uh we're young we're a young team if you look at it, we're um, we have a lot of young talent. We're up and coming. We have talented wide receivers, talented defenses. Um, I'd like where our team's at. We're a very tight unit. Our division's tough. Our division is. We have three potential, three potential playoff teams from representing the AFC West. We have the Kansas City Chiefs and the, the Oakland Raiders. The Broncos could have easily been there as well. So it's a loaded division. It's going to be tough for years to come. Um, so we, we definitely need to address some of our weakest spots in the upcoming draft. With the free agency coming around the corner, we're the top five in um, the most free agency money that we have to distribute. So we're looking to probably bring some talent. I expect big names to come on the defense. Expect a talented wide receiver coming in on the offseason. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So, I mean, overall... We we have a winning season. We're playoff, we're win and we're in with the Raiders this Sunday prime time. Watch the game, come back and let's talk about it. Um, what do you think? Like, were some of like the most positive things That's that of like the the team? What do you like? What do you think? Like the the strengths were. Uh you were a little muted, but the strengths of the. The strengths of the Chargers? Yeah, strengths of the art season this year was definitely the aggressiveness. We were we were aggressive. Uh, did it pay off all the time? No, it didn't pay off all the time, but we were aggressive when it came to the fourth downs. Our running back with Austin Eckler. I, I'm eating my words. I said that Austin Eckler is not a franchise quarter, uh, running back. Um, he's definitely pound for pound one of the best running backs in the league. Um, he's right behind Jonathan Taylor. Um, Jonathan Taylor's like still, still leading the NFL and running backs. Derrick Henry is up there. So we have a top five running back. 
our talented wide receivers. We have Keenan Allen. We got Mike Williams. We can stretch the ball down the field. So there's definitely there's definitely strengths with this team. Um, where we can get better next year, probably add another another lineman, groom some uh, replacements. We got a decision we got to make with Mike Williams. Do we bring him back? Um, defensively, let's see. We could probably beef up our linebackers and up front. Get a get a nice defensive lineman up front that can move the that can block the trenches. I think we'll be solid. Let's see. What else was next? We we're gonna do the oh the Vikings. But yeah, so, I was just talking. Thanks. I was just. I, was I, just I heard. I heard all of it. I heard all of it. You think cool. they? You think they're gonna bring Mike Williams back? I don't know. I really don't know. They could. They really could. And I can see them moving on from it. It's it's uh it's a first year coach. I really want to see what he's gonna do. Whether he says, you know what, we're gonna move on. I'm gonna rebuild around these key players. I, I really don't know what coaches he's defensive minded. Will he shock me in the offseason? I don't know. We have money. We have the money to bring him back. Yeah, that's true. No, and he, <clears throat> he proved to be healthy this year. I don't think he missed as many games as he did in previous years. So he's, you know, he's got promise. And I think this coach knows how to use him better than um, replacement last year's uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, get out of here. So, I'm 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 on the opposite spectrum as you, like how you're so positive about your uh, your Chargers. Yeah. Um. For me, with the Minnesota Vikings right now, I'm at a point where, like, if if Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer stick around any further, um, it's going to be very hard for Vikings fans to follow this team and support this team because um, the past two to three years, um, it's been nothing but, nothing but disappointment, and it shouldn't be that way with our team. I mean, you look at this roster uh, from Kirk Cousins playing the way he's playing, uh, and still missing the playoffs. I mean, it, his ridiculous numbers, like over 30 touchdowns on the season. Um, he's been clutch whenever they need to get downfield and kick a field goal to win the game. And our kicker's missed. <clears throat> and I think that's also part of like our special teams coaching um, because this has been a thing in Minnesota for too long now. And we need to change it, our special teams coaches. Um our head coach needs to be gone due to his clock management skills. Um, Mike Zimmer coaches like I can't really even explain it. It's he's been doing this umbrella style defense in the, the last minute to two minutes of every game, and the Vikings lose. Um, the Vikings have been in eleven games this year where they've all been one possession, and the icing on the cake for me with it this week was as much as I love what Zimmer did and how respectable he made our team coming into the forefront after Leslie Frazier. Um, I, I appreciate it. I do. But it's time for you to go somewhere else or retire. Um, because um, – or be a, be a defensive guru. Sure. It's just a coordinator, you know, but not a head coach anymore. Because here's the thing is we've ran out four to five offensive coordinators in Minnesota that have all gone on to take head coaching jobs and done rather decent. Um. It's incredibly frustrating 
to sit and watch these guys leave and leave and leave after a year. And you have a guy like Kevin Stefanski. Record aside, the Browns aren't a bad team anymore. They're not that team that's going to get you, you know, one to two wins. Um, and they have not as even close to as good of an offense as we have. But the Browns have been interesting to watch um, kind of develop as a potentially good team again in the NFL. And then Minnesota has gone to the point where, like, we've had the fourth and the third best-ranked offense in the last two years now. <clears throat> um, we have Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, a decent um, a decent to mediocre offensive line, which shows you how good these guys are talent-wise to be able to still do what they're doing in matchups um, and still get numbers um, and still stay in games, even with a bad offensive line. Um, our defensive backs have been absolutely miserable to watch the last two years. Um, I think we let Xavier Rhodes go too soon because he's having a good seasons in uh, um, Indianapolis with the Colts. It's just so frustrating because the icing on the cake for me was this last week. And, yeah. You know, Kirk Cousins obviously oh, didn't play. And <clears throat> all we had to do was maybe give Kellen Mond, our fourth-round draft pick at quarterback, a chance just to roll the dice and see what happens. But Mike Zimmer, all week long, committed to activating and starting Sean Mannion, a career loser backup quarterback. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions before the game, and 354 yards in five to six years in the NFL. Um, it's this it's it's absolutely frustrating, and Zimmer had so much faith in Kellen Mond that in a press conference he said they asked him, "Are you going to start Kellen Mond at all?" And he said, "No." And they asked him why, and he said, "I see him every day in practice." Dang. Like, I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. You're going to start a guy with no legs to move around and extend a play. And we know that because that's how he's always played. We know that. And that's why he's not in the Texans anymore. That's why he's not anywhere. That's why he was on a practice squad. But we're going to start him over Kellen Mond, who's, right. been, a, who's been a backup to Kirk all year. Give the guy a chance. Even if you lose the game, you lose the game. It doesn't matter. You know? Right. Chalk it up. But like, give him a shot. But if you win, you look like a fucking genius because you played some guy that can give you a chance. And sorry to swear because it's, it's just it's a frustrating thing to watch where you're like, wow, this guy maybe came in, filled in for a week against Green Bay at home in Lambeau, won the game. And, <coughs> um, because we know Kirk does, good, does well against Green Bay. Oh, man. And it's like, it's unreal like how... We don't play a guy that's younger and is going to give us the best chance to win the game. That was a and it was was a piss poor performance. In in all fairness, it was. I saw a a perfectly placed meme after the game where it said red or blue, and it said red save your playoff chances um, to control your own destiny uh, if you are going to make the playoffs or not or blue was get taken to pound town by green Bay. 
And let me tell you, we got taken to Pound Town by Green Bay. All oh, game. Man. I hope you changed that game. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, and then I did save the the um, a quote from what's that? <laughs> laughing too hard at the response to that. Um, so. Looking at Chris Tomasin, who's a reporter uh, that goes to all the Vikings press conferences, Mike Zimmer in an interview on Vikings.com quoted, regardless of anything that goes on after the season, I can stand proud when I walk into a stadium like Lambeau or I walk into the U.S. Bank Stadium and I say to myself, a billion people would love to be sitting here right now doing this job. And then... The most recent update in Vikings Nation, which is a very accurate source um, in terms of Minnesota sports, um, they said as a, as, a, as a second straight disappointing Minnesota Vikings season concludes this weekend without a playoff berth, sources tell The Athletic that franchise, that franchise ownership is preparing to meet before Sunday's game to discuss potential changes at the top of the organization and to put together a plan for the coming year. I like that. The ownership group led by Mark and Ziggy Wolf plans to attend the Vikings regular season finale Sunday when the team hosts the Chicago Bears in Minnesota, but they want to move they want to move swiftly with whatever their decisions are after the season, potentially making a move as soon as Monday morning. But going back to Mike Zimmer's quote, regardless of anything that goes on after the season, I can stand proud when I walk into a stadium like Lambo or I walk into a U.S. Bank Stadium and I say to myself, a billion people would love to be sitting here right now and doing this job. Mm-hmm. Well, Zimmer, from a Vikings fan, we can't go into our stadium feeling proud because you've lost our season. You've wasted our offense. You've wasted some talent on this team and you've sent people packing for no damn reason other than you want to think that you're right the way you coach the way you've ran this team the last two years it's inexcusable we've had Kirk Cousins putting up career numbers at the quarterback position being first to fifth in the NFL ranking wise and you can't clinch a playoff berth with players like Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins Tyler Conklin, Irv Smith Jr. when he's healthy. What? Like, and you're looking at <laughs> you're looking at all these guys. KJ cold blooded KJ Osborne. What? Um, Alexander Madison. <laughs> like, cheers, buddy. Like I I hope you're gone on Monday morning because I appreciate what you've done for the team. And so do other Vikings fans, but we don't feel proud to go sit in our own stadium knowing that we just got literally taken to Pound Town by the Green Bay Packers, a division rival, when it was a game that was so important for our playoff hopes. And we shouldn't have been in that spot in the first place because of poor decisions going on earlier on in the season. I don't know. You would think as a, like, it's your last kind of, you're already eliminated, right? It's your last. Do not start your guys. Do not start your starters. During your last few weeks of your possible your career there lose. with the bike, wouldn't you want to put together your best package? Like, what do you have to lose? Like, take a shot on this guy, gamble it, you know, put all your money in. My biggest concern is if the Vikings win, like, 
do the does, does ownership go be like, oh, well, let's bring him back? No, no there, see, there's winning. Like you can time, win. time to be gone, you know. And if they play all their starters, they're gonna beat Chicago. They did it last time. They got after Justin Fields. They know how to stop him. They know how to disrupt him now. Like, so if they play their starters, there's a high chance that we beat Chicago. If, which uh, is frustrating because we don't need to. The season's over. If they decide to bring back Zimmer, I'll uh, I'll join you on sh- on striking in front of in front of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the, you and the whole the whole state of I'll Minnesota with pitchforks. Yeah, we'll, we'll join you. We'll hold the pitchforks and the signs up for them. You know, I'm not saying I can do a better job, but I'm saying there's people out there that can do a better job. And yeah. for the ownership of the Vikings to put up with complete just lack of understanding on certain things year after year and poor decision-making, you deserve, you, stop. You, deserve, you deserve better. You deserve the playoffs. Too you much just, talent. It's too much talent on the team to not be in the playoffs. I agree. That's right. But that's that's my thoughts on the Viking season, and I hope that next year's better. I'm not gonna Don't say all... there's all, I'm not gonna say there's always next year because that's a Vikings thing to do. But I'm not gonna say that because I'm ho- I'm saying I hope next year's better. <laughs> my my bot's not working. Slight sorry, oh. and we're and we're recording, so. Oh. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> moving on. To positive note, we're going to talk about the Colts, um, what they've looked like this season with Carson Wentz, because uh, we're Carson Wentz fans over on this show. And then, yeah, and we're going to just kind of talk about that offense a little, for a little bit, and then we're going to do some playoff, or we're going to do some predictions for this week's matchups. So, with that being said, um, what are your thoughts on the Colts? I've talked enough, John. Like, what do you think about this team right now? Like, their strength for the playoffs do you think they can make a run, or do you think they're like? They're, do you think they're too hyped up? Like, what are your thoughts on the Colts? I feel like they just got. They ran into <laughs> what happened to the Raiders. Like as an AFC fan, I'm like, what happened with the Raiders? At the other end of it, though, the Indianapolis Colts are a buzzsaw. Jonathan Taylor is yeah, he's a having having a, a season to be reckoned with. Um, the dude can do everything. He is the he is their offense. Carson Wentz is putting the team on his back when he needs to. Um, it's a self it's a selfless team. That that team will put their bodies on the line to win. It's not gonna be pretty. It's not gonna be pretty. They're not winning in dominant fashion, except for Jonathan Taylor. But they're not winning by huge margins, you know. Yeah, for me, I think the biggest surprise with the Colts has been. The passing game started off pretty strong, and then Jonathan Taylor really woke up probably halfway through the season, and he really tore it up. Yeah, he, and found his... he found his he found his rhythm, and when they couldn't stop Jonathan Taylor, the passing game kind of like kind of dwindled down. So like even though the Colts are like winning these games, like Carson Wentz's fantasy scores are low, and that's fine. These guys don't care about your fantasy scores; they don't. Like, they want to win the football games. They want to get in the playoffs. They want to go in a Super Bowl. They don't care about your fantasy roster. Um, so, to see how productive this offense has been in both formats, so, like, when the passing needs to be there versus, like, you know, when they need to run the ball um, based based off matchups, I felt like it's just been really good coaching over in Indianapolis. Um, I think that 
<laughs> Slight says the bastards need need to care about my fantasy roster. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, buddy. Um, I think uh, we're seeing Carson play the football that he played like when he first came into the league with Philadelphia. Uh, he's having fun. He's excited. He's having a good time over in Indianapolis, and they're playing good football. Um, and I love that they're spreading the ball around to the point where, like, they're not, like, forcing a passing game or forcing a running game. Like, if something's not working, they're changing things up. And yeah. I actually said probably a few weeks ago I, um, to one of my league chats, I was like, you know, if, Car- if, if the Colts really figure this thing out, they could actually be a very dangerous team in the playoffs that maybe you don't want to play. Because, like you said, John, Jonathan Taylor is a buzzsaw, you know. He he really is like you you. It's a double-edged sword when you go against him. Yeah. And then the the wide receivers are really kind of like for me. I don't know what you, how what you think about them, but like I think they're they're kind of like underrated between Michael Pittman and T. Y. is coming back now and uh, Pascal. Underrated. Like, you know, he seems he seems to be there. I think this this passing core is very underrated, um, and that this is a team to not sleep on. I would never sleep on the Colts right now in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't write them off. And if you write them off, you're a damn fool. Yeah. So I think that's why earlier we were talking about the AFC. I think the AFC is, like, still wide open on um, who's going to get into the Super Bowl this year. Um, I'm I'm still locking in on the Chiefs again. Um, I think that uh, they are just they're turning it up right now, uh, as they normally do at the end of the season. And everybody was kind of scared of the Chiefs. But, like, for me – the Chiefs are a team that are probably the most secure at this point. What do you think, though? I think the Titans. Titans. Oh, they got Derrick Henry back. Yeah. They're getting Derrick Henry back, and he's rested. I know he had foot surgery, but damn, dude, you're getting Derrick Henry back this late? I hope they don't bring him back too soon, though. You know what I mean? And ruin his career. Yeah, like, is it really worth it? Like, why? you know, that's my that's my thought on it. But, I mean, we're not medical professionals. That, that work with these world class athletes like these like the guys that they get tested by and checked out by so you know they trust the they trust the process they trust their staff and then let them play see what happens but you know if the if those charters make it in nah I mean if the charters <laughs> make it in we're lucky but um, safe bet I would say AFC um, I would put my money on Derrick Henry Aaron Not- Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is gonna lose at home in Green Bay to Tampa no. to, to Tampa Bay again. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Tampa what? Bay defense when they dial in, man, they they're they're elite um, when they want to be, and uh, it's it's playoff football time. And when you got a guy like Tom Brady driving your team in the playoffs, um, I'm gonna lean that way. <clears throat> not 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 being biased, like just it's. We've seen Tom Brady's experience in the playoffs for years, and that that's a guy's experience that I'm going to lean on more so. But you can't run the ball. Yet, I mean, maybe I, maybe I, maybe we'll get Rojo. Maybe we'll get some Ronald Jones action. Playoff Ronald. Playoff Play Ronald. Maybe Playoff guy. Ronald shows up. I haven't met that guy yet. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I haven't met playoff Ronald since last year. Playoff Lenny came through. What was... Lombardi Lenny? He, uh... Lombardi Lenny? Do we get Lombardi Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we get Lombardi Ronnie. Or... I like playoff Ronald better. That's a better name for him. 
let's pull up the matchups for this week, and then uh, we'll close off with some of the sponsors for the stream after we after we, after we do our predictions for this week's matchup. Let me see. Let's see schedule. Lombardi Lenny. <laughs> All right, so sat we have two Saturday games. Interesting. Two Saturday games. Just kicking off with Kansas City at Denver mm-hmm. at one thirty. I'm going KC. I'm going with KC too. I don't. <laughs> that hurts you. I can see that hurts you to say it. Yeah, I'm going with KC on that one. They are catching fire at the right time. That yep. just sucks. Um, Joe Burrow did put his ass back to sleep though. Good yeah, game. that's true. That was fun. That was a fun game, man. That was a fun game yeah. to watch. Young talent, we love it. Uh, I'll go with Kansas City, and then you have Dallas at Philly. Philadelphia. Philly with the upset. Philly with the upset. Yeah, I can see um, because Micah Parsons isn't playing. Micah Parsons isn't playing. Jalen Hurst is gonna run wild on him, huh? Wow, let's do it's it. Gonna be, I don't think it'll be ugly, but I think it's gonna be. It's gonna go in the favor of Philly. They want to play Mr. Spoiler. I'm telling you. Because they're they, they got a playoff spot coming coming on the line here too. So you know what Dallas has kind of fallen off this past month. You know <clears> they're <throat> not doing so hot. Dax numbers aren't that good. Not fantasy told me about it. <laughs> Next thing you know, we have uh, we have Cincinnati on Sunday at Cleveland. Cincinnati. Cincinnati's about to dog walk Cleveland. They're about to dog walk them. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Did you forget who ran the North? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to kill him. This is going to be bad. And then you have Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay. Green Bay. I hope I hope they don't play their starters because Detroit will, Detroit will take you out. Yeah. yeah. That's not the city to play your starters in the, no. when you're already and locked. Play, it. Put it put in Jordan Love. It's going to be cool, though. we got two St. Browns going at it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. You're right. <clears throat> both having, I mean, the Lions St. Brown's going off this past month. Yeah, he's been solid. Look out for him next season. I'm telling you. Go get him. Uh, so we're gonna take Green Bay with that one. Moving on, you would be next at ten o'clock. Chicago at Minnesota. <sighs> Minnesota's gonna win this game. Um, try to end on a high note. I think. Uh, with Kirk and the offense, and try to just get things right end the season on a positive note but i mean i know i said earlier it could instill confidence to bring zimmer and them back but i don't think it will um, i think zimmer and spielman are as good as gone and when it comes monday morning black monday is what they call it yeah so yeah those guys are going to be gone and i think we're going to be looking for a head coach and uh, some front office people with that i like it I will also take Minnesota, and I hope that you guys win, and I hope that your organization moves on from your head coach. Me too. All right. Washington at New York. Washington's going to win. Yeah, Washington's going to take Washington, that. The Red Wolves are going to win. That's it. The, the Red Wolves <laughs> will emerge. Um, the Red Wolves will emerge. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> next next is going to be Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Yeah, you, you got to go with Indy. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't think Jacksonville's going to beat them. 
Did India already secure their spot in the playoffs? I don't think so. I think they're like, they got to win out. So the thing is, if Jacksonville wins by some miracle, mm -hmm. the Chargers and Raiders both get in the yeah. playoffs. Yep. Let's go Jacksonville, man. <laughs> Fucking go Jacksonville. It's, that's where you're going with that, huh? Go down with the buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Oh, good luck, my friend. Good luck. Thank, thank you. If it happens, you're the first person I'm going to text. It happens. <laughs> you just give me a call. I'm, I'm here for it. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Um. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um. Baltimore's going to dog walk Pittsburgh. It's not going to be a good outing for Big Ben. Sorry, guy. Yeah. Wow, they're on cloud nine one week, and then you get dog walked the next. Yeah. Baltimore is too good. I, you know, it, you're not playing the Browns that week. You're playing Baltimore Ravens. That's it. I'll, I'll take Baltimore as well. Slight saying Big Ben. Rip. Oh, he, he's saying rip to Big Ben. <laughs> Sorry. Rip, yeah. Okay, I see. I, I missed that part. All right. Next up, we got Tennessee at Houston. Is it the return of Derrick Henry at yep, Houston? Yeah, Derrick Henry is uh, he's he's playing from what it sounds like. I hope he runs through everybody. I Dude, hope I want to see him steal someone's childhood again. I want him to <laughs> snatch someone's soul. Boof! Just like stiff arm him, gone. Like no, I just want him to, like the whole team just getting carried on his heels. Like just, just steal, I... just steal someone's man card away. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need to see. Um, but we're rooting for a Tennessee win. There we have New Orleans at Atlanta. Um, I'm gonna say Atlanta. I I think Atlanta wins this game. Tries to play spoiler. Um, they got Cordell Patterson going on over there. Um, and then uh, Matt Ryan. You know, who knows what his future is? But maybe he has one last good game for Week 18. Let's go Atlanta. It's a it's a division game, so it's gonna be. I think Matt Ryan's gonna want to play Mr. Spoiler. Matty Ice gets a win on his last game. Yeah, maybe. Next up, we have <clears throat> New York at Buffalo. Mm. The Jets. Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo. They're, they're, they're hot. They're white they're hot. hot right now. They're hot. Maybe Dawson Knox can get a touchdown because he hasn't done anything in the past two weeks. Dawson Knox. <laughs> Do so. You say that with um, such grievance. <laughs> yeah, four, four, four teams, my guy. Four teams. Let's go. <laughs> San Francisco at Los Angeles. Oof, that's a tough one. Um, gosh, this is a really tough one. Um, I think Lance is starting, right? I think so. I'm going San Fran, man. San Fran gets the dub. Um, I think. The Rams are struggling on offense lately. Like They've been kind of shut down the past couple weeks. Not as productive lately. Not they've been, as they've productive. been slowed down. They haven't been the, like, the, the fire-powered offense that we all thought they were. Mm -hmm. um, I think San Fran wants to um, win this game. I'd be a, so, slight says I'd be a fan of that shitty team. <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm gonna have to go with the Rams on this one. I still think Matthew Stafford. You know, he's, he's playing. Get it done. Yeah, 
I think he gets it done. I think the Rams defense shut down the 49ers. I like it. I like that's what I'm gonna go with. So moving on, we go to New England at Miami. Oh man, classic New England. New classic Mac Mac Jones is gonna have a fun game. Hey, last week they were caught smiling. That never happened. So Belichick was smiling. What in the world? Cracking a smile. Wild. Don't see that every day. So they're having a good time over in New England. We're gonna go with New England. Next up, we have Seattle at Arizona. I'm gonna take Arizona. I'm going to AZ. Yep. Take Arizona. Something in Seattle ain't right. It's their first losing season in forever. It's just something ain't right there. Yeah, I think Russell. I think Russ is gone. Russ is gone. Maybe Pete Carroll's gone. It could be something happening. Sorry, Seattle fans. Your team's about to change. That's it. And then we have Carolina at Tampa. Tampa. They 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 know what's at stake. They know that they got to get things right, and they got to get the attention off of them media wise with Antonio Brown. Um, How you do that? You win, Tampa. You win. You 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 win, and you don't just win. You win big. You win big, and that's what they're gonna happen. I got Tampa in there. I just don't even know what Carolina. I don't even know what Carolina can do anymore. Like, you guys still playing? Yeah, you guys still play football. So you guys still in this competition? <laughs> Shout out. And then last but not least, we have a Sunday night game. We're going LA Chargers at the Oakland or at the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh. Hmm. Win and get in. Win and get in. Um, you know, I, I hate to do this to you, but I think I'm gonna a DC? I think a I'm DC? going uh the Raiders. Raiders. I I think I am because uh, of Hunter Renfro. Um, he doesn't stand a chance against my boys. What are you <laughs> talking about? That's your best you got is Hunter Renfro. Did you, did you see Derwin James back there? He's well. You're gonna be eating those words. No way. Oh no God. Hunter Renfro. Uh, okay, Hunter Renfro under 150. Under 100. We're gonna hold him under 100. Under 150. Under 100. I'm saying he goes off 130. 130. I'm going to say we keep them under 120. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mark that down. Write that down. <laughs> but yeah, so winning get in. Uh, I got to go with my boys on this one. It's um, this is it. It's all we got. Okay. Win and go home. I like so it. I boys. Do we That's have Monday it. night? No. We, we don't have a Monday night game. Wow. Okay. No Monday night, I, huh? Yeah, I don't know why. you well, I want to say um, congratulations to everybody that um, won their leagues or secured some success in their in their leagues for the future, whether it was Dynasty or whether it was Redraft. Um, you know, it means a lot when you come and you listen to our advice for fantasy football, um, and it pushes us to do better too. I mean, John won one of his leagues this year, and he he locked in five playoffs out of five teams. Um, I locked four out of six, and I won two, so. I'm, you know, I'm stoked. It it pushes us to do better too. So, um, to walk away with two rings this year, um, and I'm gonna be ordering a belt, um, with the money from one of the leagues. Um, I'll, I'll show you guys the belt once I have the money once I order it. Um, it's gonna be pretty exciting to like have that guy hanging up. Yeah, slight. Um, I asked that in two play in two leagues this year. You know, what are the playoffs? 
Um, I'm going to just get, before we close out, I am going to do the standard. I'm going to thank the sponsors for this, for the podcast and the stream. Um, because they do, they do allow us to use them. So, um, with that being said, <coughs> I want to thank raise energy. Um, there are a workout product company that I use for my workouts. I've gained a lot of muscle mass and lost a lot of healthy weight. Um, and if you select that link, you'll get 15% off at checkout. They have pre-workouts, they have post-workouts, they have uh, proteins, intra-workouts, they have all that stuff for you. They have thermos, and they have some really cool merch, so check them out. If you're a night person like myself, and you like coffee, check out Player One Coffee. You'll get about 5 to 10% off at that link. Um, and if you use, uh, I'm sorry, if you type in code the Avenger at all caps on Raise Energy, you'll get that. You'll get that 15% off. Um, so, Player One Coffee, it's great. I got the um, uh, God Vanilla flavor. It's so good. It's like God of War themed. Um, best cup of coffee I've had in a long time from a random company. It's so good. Um, you guys, check that out. And then if you do stream or podcast yourself and you need a layout, check out Nerd or Die. You'll get 20% off at checkout. Um, so again, huge thank you to all those sponsors that allow us to do this um, and use them. Um, and it, if you guys order through those through those links, you do get um, discounts, and it helps support the stream and the podcast too. So um, we're looking to continue to amp this baby up. Uh, we're going to be covering NFL media coverage throughout the rest of the season and the playoffs and the, and the summer. Uh, so we'll be busy men. We'll be wanting to still do this. And then uh, we're going to be, like, I haven't talked to John about it yet, but, like, maybe trying to get into some UFC stuff because I've been really loving the UFC again. So uh, if we can cover some of those fights, you know, like, get our, get, we get our gloves on, you know, it would be a good time. So you guys um, have a good night. I hope you all stay healthy. Unlike me, I'm sick, um, but I'm COVID negative and all of the above. So uh, just looking at feeling better. Happy New Year. Good job in your leagues. Congratulations. And uh, we will see you next week. Goodbye.